happening, friends? Thanks for hanging out. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. I had Chris Lane over at the house, and he's up on my Bobbycast today. Do you know Chris Lane? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you know him from what? I know him from, uh, well, events we've done. I feel like... <laughs> like what songs? Our- Do you know his songs? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes, I do. I know his songs. When I play I it, you're going to know it, but yeah, I just want to yeah, know if he, you would know about me saying his name. Yes, he proposed to his wife saying the, singing the song. Of- so you really don't don't know. <laughs> no, I It's okay know to it. say you don't know. No, I'm just wondering. I, I could sing it if Go I ahead. get one word. No, that's not... The- okay. So if I Eddie, get can you down, sing any of Chris Lane's songs? What's your name? What's your day? What's, what's your, your birthday? birthday? That's I don't know about okay. you. Right? That's not the one I'm talking what's your about. Name, what's your sign? What's your birthday? Can you name another one? That's about it, I think. Uh, Painkiller or something. Mm-hmm. So he goes, I got your fix. Fix. And then he has the song that he wrote for Lauren, his wife, called Big Big Plans. She don't know I got some big big plans. So he came over to the house. He was good enough to get drafted playing baseball. He played at UNC Charlotte, which is crazy, like a good school. And he had torn his ACL like multiple times. He has a twin brother who thought he was going to get drafted. Healthy didn't get drafted. It was weird, the whole situation. But His brother plays drums for him now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're twins. And they, <laughs> and they look exactly the same, yeah. But I was talking to him. He, he opened up for Garth Brooks once because Garth would do these big shows and invite an artist out. And I asked him about that. I asked him about, hey, what was it like opening for Garth? He said, I heard you're a card guy. Uh, give me your best trick. And and I thought to myself, well, I, I don't know who you heard that from, but I'm not a card guy. I don't know how to do anything. He was like, well, good, because I am. He pulled out a deck of cards and did this card trick that I feel like I'd seen people do before, but he was really good at it. He And uh, when he left the room, I was just, you know, smiling ear to ear, thinking this was the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. Garth Brooks comes in and does a card trick before a show. Wait, I didn't know what? Garth Brooks was a card trick guy. Wow. He said he walked back in that room and he looked and there was a table when he walked into his dressing room and Garth had put a bunch of merch from Garth and signed all of it. Oh, wow. That's cool. And then he came in and was like, hey, so you're a card guy. He's like, no. He goes, well, I am. <laughs> Got and then Garth does, all right, pick a card, any card. <laughs> and then he talked about how Keith Urban was one of his biggest influences and he met him at a radio event once. And this is Chris, you know, telling Keith. They made eye contact and then Keith came over. I made eye contact right when I first got, I just, I think I just put out fix and he's across the room. We make eye contact and he walked out of his way to walk over there and say hello to me. And I was incredibly nervous and I'm telling him this story. I'm like, man, you're my hero. Like, you know, you're my biggest inspiration, all this kind of stuff. And he gave me a hug and he was like, buddy, patted me on the back. He's like, buddy, you need to get out more. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys check it out. It's a great, we did about an hour. It's, it's Chris Lane. He talks about all kinds of stuff. He's about to have uh, babies. His wife, Lauren, I didn't know she won The Bachelor. And so he actually met her like four years earlier. And they took a picture together. And it was her and her fiance, Ben, ben Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. yeah. And him. They took this wow. picture together. And then he talks about the story how they got together. Crazy story. Good guy. You guys check out the Bobby cast. Once the show is over today, don't download it now. Heck, it's not even downloadable till <laughs> this show is over. That's a lie. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Just appreciate you hanging out with us. It is Mike D wedding weekend. So at this point tomorrow, we're going to be waking up. It's still not at Mike's wedding, but it'll be happening tomorrow <laughs> night. Ow! Ow! Was right. Let's open the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. They write. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been with my boyfriend for three years now. Marriage has been talked about, but neither one of us are in a hurry. My question I need advice on is, when, how 
Do I tell them what kind of ring I want? I've wanted a particular cut diamond that is not the most common, an emerald cut, not gem, since I was just a young girl. Anything he gives me will be amazing because it's coming from him, but since I have an idea of what I want, shouldn't I tell him to help him out? I also can't guarantee there wouldn't be a small tinge of disappointment if it's not that style. What should I do and how should I go about it without making him feel rushed or pressured? The show is great. I listen to the podcast every day. Thank you. Signed, CC. Okay, we have a few experts here on this. I we just mm-hmm. went through this myself as well. Uh, Mamie, I'll let you go first on this one. How would you tell him without telling him? Okay, so I don't know if you have a sister or a best friend or someone that he also knows that can kind of have this conversation for you. And if he's even thinking about it, hopefully he's reaching out to those people anyways to see if they know anything. But make sure that they know. Make sure all your people know what you want because somehow it's going to come up when he's ready or to that point or make sure that they let him know, especially if this is something you've wanted since you were a kid and an emerald cut is very unique and specific and might not even be on his radar. Maybe. I was not going to go to anybody. Really, bef- I mean, I wasn't. You weren't? No, because and and I, I thought I wanted it to be a total surprise. Okay. So that's why I wasn't going to go to anyone. Mm, the- um, we, she... You have to organically bring up rings without it being about proposals. For example, you find an Instagram where someone got propo- uh, engaged and you're just looking at it or a show or something. And you're like, oh, that's really sweet. I wonder what kind of ring they – and then you look at it and you go, oh, that is not for me. Here's the kind of – if I – I want an emerald. Those are the best looking ones. Yeah. You got to start planting those seeds to not pressure him to do it but also make sure he knows it. Because if someone wants to fully surprise and they don't trust that your sister or your aunt or, you know, your your cousin Jimmy isn't going to tell – like you got to – I would say plant the seeds that way because everybody's always getting married and proposed to on shows or Instagram. Be like, could you see – did you see uh, Shonda's ring? <laughs> no, I didn't see Shonda's ring. Oh, uh, it was a gem cut. It makes me want to vomit. I'm more – I like emerald cuts. Like for me, I've always dreamed of having an emerald cut. That I would say that's how you would do it. Raymundo, any advice? You just got the whole thing. Yeah, definitely going together. Why is it all a big surprise? Well, yeah. because you may want it to be a surprise. Nah, these girls now, they are very specific and very particular about the ring they want. Don't even guess or leave it to a sister, brother, aunt, mother. Just go in with them. Have mimosas. It's actually a day event that's pretty fun, and there's really no pressure. I would have hated going in and not being able to surprise her. I would have hated it. Well, I mean, I, I went in, but then I did it like seven months later. I probably surprised her. You just wait a long time. knew it was coming. And at seven points, seven months later, Ray, she was irritated at you. If you date for a couple months, I would hope she's starting to think about a ring. Everybody knows in a, a way. A couple of months? I mean, you if, date for a couple of months? If you're serious about each other, I would hope that's the next big thing that you guys are thinking about. Nobody should be totally surprised. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot <laughs> believe you did this. Well, and it's been three years. <laughs> I know. I still would want to surprise her. I surprised Caitlin like crazy. She had no idea what was the best part about it. She was in shock. If I find out five years later she knew, I'm going to be ticked <laughs> off. Uh, but I would say just start planning it, planting it, unless you don't want it to be surprised. And you can be like, hey, whenever we're ready, I'm ready to go to the store with you. You can just start saying it like Ray is saying. But I think the surprise is the way to go. All right, we feel good about that, everybody? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we gave her options. Yeah, and but I think my option is probably the best. Of course you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, close out the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if they want to email us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. 
Bones. Time for another round of the hardest trivia game in all the land. It's called Never Gonna Get It. And we played this game yesterday with Alora, and she did not win. The question yesterday was, the average one of these costs four times as much as it did 25 years ago, but it's half the size. The answer was... Bikini! Bikini. Right, you guys guess computer, you guess wedding. Now, Alora, you've been able to live through your failure yesterday. (laughs) How are you feeling about yourself? Uh, Well, I cried myself to sleep last night, but I'm feeling so much better. (laughs) We love that, we love that. Now, if you remember correctly, Alora works in real estate in Texas. Now, Laura, give us another fun fact about you. What celebrity do people say you look most like? Um, I used to get Amanda Bynes all the time, and then she kind of went off a rocker. But, you know, she went back, back on a little bit, so I'll take it. Amanda Bynes it is. Okay. We, got, we have Alora. Which, by the way, Alora is a very interesting name. What's the, what's the root of that? It's actually an interesting story. So my dad named me after one of his old ex-girlfriends in high school. But my parents are still married, and I'm 30, so I think we're, we're doing all right. Let me get this straight. <laughs> your dad named you after an ex-girlfriend and then, married, and then told your mom that before he, mar- he had yeah. you? My mom's super cool. He just loved the name, obviously. I get it, but ain't no yep, way. He just loved the name. Okay. Wow. Well, I like wow. the name, too. <laughs> so you're saying if Caitlin wanted to name your baby after an ex- If Caitlin wanted to name our baby, Ryan Gosling, I'd be irritated. I'm just, kidding. I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That'd be crazy. Really? Bobby just wanted it to be like he has yeah, yeah, Ryan Gosling's yeah. ex. No, I don't want that. I have to live up to that then. I would hate that, actually. Okay. We're going to play Never Going to Get It. Here is the uh, really tough question. And up for grabs, a $100 cash gift card courtesy of Hyundai. Here we go. One in four women say this would be an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date with a guy. What is it? One in four women say this would be an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date with a guy. What is it? There you go. 100 bucks up for grabs. Alora, if you can get this uh, with your own answer, you win $100. What do you think that is, Alora? Oh, my gosh. Well, my immediate thought goes straight to something financial. Um, Let's see. I'm thinking something like treating a a server badly or something like that. Pretty good. Okay, well, that is her answer, treating a server badly or being disrespectful to a server. That is not right, but she's still in the mix here because the whole panel, Amy, Lunchbox, Producer Eddie, Morgan Number 2 who runs all of our digital, Raymundo who sits in the glass room and does the audio. You can choose from any of them to represent you. Now, who feels like they have this one? Me. Got it. Eddie and Lunchbox. <laughs> I've never said that I'm confident about it. Like, I this feel one feels it now. good. Okay, Alora. You've heard who thinks they have it. I mean, it could be so many things. It it could. (laughs) One in four women say this would be an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date with a guy. What's that deal breaker? Alora, who are you going to have represent you? Well, again, love my girl Amy, but Morgan does go on more dates than anyone else. So (laughs) I might have to go to Miss Morgan again. Okay. Now, Morgan did not have confidence, but Morgan does have the nearest... Dating history of this, yeah. yeah. Um, so let's go to Eddie, who has had high confidence. Eddie, what is your answer? Big time. So uh, usually I go with something that's very like, oh, this is common, whatever. No, I'm going to go a little uh, unique on this one. I'm going to pick wrinkled shirt. Okay, he picked a wrinkled shirt. Hmm. Lunchbox, you threw your hands in the air. You said that was stupid. Because you love it. That was a terrible guess. No, 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 you love it. One of four women say this is an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date. What do you have? Talking with food in your mouth. Bad table manners. Hi, how are you doing? Ugh. 
girls turned off immediately. Like, that's gross. Can't handle that. Okay, those two had high confidence, and I'll yeah. tell you, Hi. one of you is wrong. Oh! And the other one's wrong, too. Oh, oh come on, so we know. Okay. I changed it mid thing. Uh, would you scratch out nine other things? <laughs> no, I had. You want to know the other one? Yeah, I had? potato chips. Uh, she, he didn't pay for the meal. Okay. Amy, what do you have? Nipple ring. What? Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, she's wrong. Got a winner. Next. I mean, <laughs> I think that's more than one. One out of four. Um, nipple ring. Okay, Raymundo, what do you have? He didn't text the same night as the first date. Excuse me? <laughs> Nipple ring and texting. Both are wrong. Uh. Oh, so it all wow. comes down to Morgan, who she picked. Morgan, you let her down the first time. I know, and I don't want to let her down twice because that just makes me not feel good. That means you will cost her over two days $200. Oh, my God. No pressure. <laughs> One in four women say this would be an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date with a guy. What is it, Morgan? I have, I have two things. What are they both? Talking about themselves too much and not paying for the first date. Not paying for the first date is very traditional, and I don't feel like it's as common now for that to be a deal breaker. But I do feel like it's a traditional thing that one in four women could be upset if they don't pay for the first date. Okay. Is that your answer? Yeah, not paying for the first date. Here's what I'm going to do, Alora. You can choose if she gets it right or wrong. And if you're right about that. Wrong. Wow, that was oh. quick. That was wow. Quick. So I think she just cost herself hundred bucks. Obvious, like kids. It. it Ooh. How do How do we know Morgan didn't get it right? I don't think she did. Oh, I, I think wrong. that lady, Alora, is that her name? Yeah. She Laura. just cost herself hundred bucks. You think that Morgan number two is right? Yeah, that because that was my other answer, and I decided okay. that it was too <laughs> obvious. That's okay. why it's right. All right, Morgan number two, you're right. Bobby, because tell us. women like tradition. They like it. To be paid for and wine and dine. If they well, show maybe, up at dinner and he's like, you pay for half or you got to pay for this. And you know women, right? But it's only I do one know women. Yeah. Four, I Alora, like- you have your choice here. You, I'm letting you change your answer up. Do you want to stay with that Morgan gets it right or go with Morgan gets it wrong? Uh, I'm going to say wrong. That's okay. I don't, I don't want to let you down. <laughs> the answer is. Oh, yes, come on. Come on, Morgan number two. You're right. One in four women say it would be an immediate deal breaker when it comes to accepting a second date with a guy if he has a messy car. Oh! oh! You so, win! No one got it right, but Alora does win the prize. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Lunchbox would be out of a date. It, Lunchbox is <laughs> He's lost everything. He doubled up many times. He's done. Um, Alora, congratulations. We wanted to get you that win. We, we gave you a few opportunities to get it, and we're very happy you got Tomorrow? it. Tomorrow? No, no, she already won. Laura, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much. And don't forget, watch Breaking Bobby Bones Sunday night at 10, 9 Eastern on Net Geo. Of course. It's not even part of the read Thank here. You. I just throw that into games. All right, Alora, hold on the phone. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lots of new music out today. Tyler Farr released a new song called Cover Girl. Hey, girl. Dirk Bentley released a new version of his song Black. Make my world go black, hit me like a heart attack, not be flat on my back, yeah. Just keep doing that, that thing you're doing there. 
Jimmy Allen released a collaboration with Noah Schnackney called Don't You Wanna Know. Don't you wanna know what it feels like in the moonlight Don't stop signs trying to find where these roads go Getting lost in the wind kick The bird you know it sounds nice Don't that feel right And Brett Young's new album is out today Weekends look a little different these days I'm Morgan number two that's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Bill Yardley has Parkinson's disease, which keeps him from doing a lot of things around the house. And it was his birthday recently, and his wife got him a flag kit so he could put up a flag, American flag, in the front yard. Only problem is Parkinson, he needed a power tool. So he goes on the next door app and says, hey, I need to borrow a power drill. And someone says, you know what? We know he has Parkinson's. So while he was at the doctor, they came over and mounted the flag for him and put it up on the pole. That's awesome. That is awesome. And he said, it's just nice to know that is this day and time that there's still people that love the Tennessee tradition of volunteering. (laughs) And putting up the American flag. Dude, that's awesome. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Lunchbox, you still paying for acting classes? Yeah, still doing my acting, still doing the uh, virtual online uh, things. We haven't got together in person yet, and I feel like I'm coming into my own. When you get together in person, will that be in town, or do they live in Hollywood? No, no, it should be in town. Yeah, I mean, I found it online, so I mean, I assume they're in town. How much do you pay for this? I it was, I think it was like 600 bucks for three months or four months, something like that. Wow. That's a lot. And so your goal at the end of this class is to blank. Uh, hopefully my acting skills have improved enough that I move up a level in their their classes and maybe it gets me some roles, on, you know, maybe small-time roles on TV, commercials, and then I work my way up to the big screen. The movies, you know, like movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah the big screen. <laughs> no, we got it. No, we weren't oh. figuring out what big screen meant. We were yeah. just like, wow, good for you. Yeah. So Lunchbox started taking these classes during the pandemic and he's continuing with the course. But if you move up, do you have to pay again for the second course? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, you have to pay. I mean, it's not they're not just going to give them to you for free because you're a good actor. Well, you paid. But if you don't pass, do you pay again to retake the course? I think I have to go. I have to start in the beginner level again. Dang. Which is sad. So what What do we have here? This is a clip of what show? How I Met Your Mother. And, it, and you are who? I am. Well, I'm Ted Mosby is an older guy, so I'm really Bob Saget. I'm the voice guy. Oh, you're the guy who comes on as like, so, you know, kids. Back, when he's talking to his kids. Yes, he's yeah. talking to his kids. And so you're Ted Mosby, but it's Bob Saget. And so, Amy, why did you snicker? Because I just, this, I, I, I can't wait to hear. Like, I don't know. I just know how, what we listened to last time. I would like to hear the Bob Saget clip first. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. I found out years later that your mom was at that party. I just didn't meet her. And it's a good thing I didn't. Because if I had met her, I don't think she would have liked me. Heck, I don't think I like me. But that's okay. Tomorrow had arrived. Okay, and you're doing that? That's what I do! Get ready, guys! Okay, here Woo! we go. Lunchbox uh, doing the voice of Bob Saget. Go ahead. I found out years later that your mom was at that party. I just didn't meet her. And it's a good thing that I didn't, because if I had met her, I don't think she would have liked me. Heck, I don't think I liked me. But that's okay. Tomorrow had arrived. Huh. Hey, how good was that? Sounded pretty good. I mean, yeah. See, Amy snickered before, and then she's like, dang, okay. Those it actors. sounded like story time, like for the kids. It well, that's what it's exactly little, what it is. It sounded a little reedy. Yeah. Reedy. It's pretty good. Oh. It wasn't horrible. I agree. Because that line is serious. That line's kind yeah, of touching. Play, play Lunchbox again. 
I found out years later that your mom was at that party. I just didn't meet her. And it's a good thing that I didn't, because if I had met her, I don't think she would have liked me. Heck, I don't think I liked me. But that's okay. Tomorrow had arrived. Pretty good. I think there's a, probably a little texture, a little feel in that, but I still think it's pretty good. Yeah. I getting not, better. Hearing it back, like I, I should have been more emotional. Yeah, like, yeah I, that's I what agree. I was thinking. I, I, now that I hear it the second time, I'm like, man, I didn't hit the emotion part enough. Still pretty good. We have another clip. This is a clip two, Ray. What's this clip? We know what the second clip is. Oh, I mean, it's just other, it's from the episode. Man. Oh, more. I, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'm up, all right, I don't have you never seen How I Met Your Mother? It's not just one scene. Here we go. <laughs> so Lillian Marshall decided to make the best of a bad situation, and that's also how the sport of apartment roller luge was invented. You see, I didn't know it yet, but my luck was about to change. End of show. That's pretty so good. That, yeah, that was yeah. better than the first one. So that's yeah. narrating. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something. No, it just no. sounds like he's reading, though. I, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I am going to choose to acknowledge that you are improving. I yeah! would like to say that, too. And he's not like yelling it. Because sometimes when he reads something sometimes or he's when he talking, does everything, he yells. He, he yelled right That's there. True. Yeah. <laughs> like he's doing, you know, even a commercial, I feel like he's just sometimes like yelling. He's, I feel yeah. as though he's like getting into character. Mm hmm. I would like to acknowledge the growth that I have seen from you. Man, it feels good. That feels good. Eddie, yeah, what would you like up. to acknowledge? I, I would like to be real with you and say you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> I, I, I'm just being your friend and saying you work a little harder. You're getting there, getting but work there. a little harder. Getting there. I like that. You're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, Amy? but it starts with believing in yourself. So. And, and a wise band once said, don't stop believing. Yeah. Ooh. Actually, they said it like this. They said twice. Don't stop, stop believing. believing. You can get on the big screen. Yeah. Oh, man, I'll use that for inspiration. Don't. All right. <laughs> Good job, though. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I got the Jake Owen hits, according to Taste of Country. In at number five, down to the honky tonk. I might not end up in the Hall of Fame with a star on a sidewalk with my name. It's a good song. It's not a top five. Ooh, I forgot about that one. It's a jam. It is. It's a really good song. It's fun, but it's not a top five. Like, Made For You's got, I'm going to tell you my list here real quick. Made For You. You know what I really like? Because I go anywhere. Yep. West Virginia, baby. So let's see. Don't tell me your list yet. And then uh, there's, um, there's, uh, I have a, it's hard to sing another song I when mean, I'm on the barefoot, right? You barefoot, barefoot, Blue Jean Night. <gasps> That's not on your list? Well, I think it's probably like five or something. Okay. Five or four. But then, uh, it, Alone With You, Alone With You. That's <laughs> a like jam, that too. Oh. Okay. Amy, what's at number four? I was Jack. You were Diane. Yeah. Ah. It's, it's a good song for him. It's number one for him, but not something that I turn on. I'm like, I need to listen to some Jake Owen. I don't go to this first. Yeah, I agree. Okay, number... This list is already kind of garbage. <laughs> Three is Beachin'. Yeah, I get it. No way. Did Ray make this list? This is like a Ray yeah! Jake Owen list. I guess I just like the meaningful, heartfelt stuff more. Number two? Uh, Barefoot Blue Jean Knight. Yeah. Which I would have put at the back side of this just because of ha, the popularity. Yeah. And? And number one, Days of Gold. Okay, this person's never listened to Jake Owen. They just went and randomly picked five songs. Do you have Alone With You on that list? Alone yes. With that, So they took 21 songs and ranked them, and Alone With You came in at number 17. This is, hey, whoever made this list, fire them. I don't know who. Oh, they wow. should not be able to write any more articles about Jake Owen. You're now off the Jake Owen beat. 
Uh, okay. What did, where do they put any uh, anywhere with you? Nineteen. <laughs> That's crazy. That's kind of crazy. What did they put made for you? Number thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Did I they know. do opposite day? Did they write this on opposite day? Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Well, researchers in Singapore think that the human body might have the ability to live to 150 years old. Scientists have developed this iPhone app that accurately estimates biological aging, and it discovered that life expectancy actually has the capacity to be almost double the current norm. So Mm kind of crazy. What's going to stink is they're going to figure this out after we die. Oh, yeah. Probably. Like, I'm going to die, and the next day they're going to be like, oh, we got it. Eureka, we figured it out. (laughs) That's oh, what's going to happen. Have you thought any more about freezing yourself? No, I think about dying every day, but I don't. But to so me, weird. it's you have to freeze yourself before you die, before your brain dies. That's what right. I, and so you have to make that decision while you're alive. I'm going to go ahead and freeze myself oh. where I am now, and hopefully I wake up, but, but not after you die and get frozen because your brain activity is dead. But if you're on life support and they say, like, it's not looking good, and they're basically, there are ways your body could be declaring that it's dying. I'm uncomfortable with this. You don't want to just pop yourself in the freezer? I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm a, I don't know. Have you already thought about dying today? Yo, yes. Just now. Yes, of course. <laughs> so before this conversation. Yeah, I think about, like, I look back at a year ago and I, I just, last night I took Eller out. Last night it was dark. And I was like, man, this is probably the 50th time I've taken Eller out. And every single time it's been like, just a normal day, but like back 49 days ago, I don't have, and 300 more of these, I'll be, I'll look back and go like, man. Oh my gosh. It's just like days fly, go by mm. with, like a- with nothing. And eventually days are going to stop going by. And I'm like, why? I should be be having more fun. I should be experiencing more life. Yeah. None of this crap matters. Like the older I get, the more I feel that way. And it's little stuff like taking Eller out. And I'm like, I've done this so many times, but every time I do it, I think, oh, I got plenty of time left, but I have more, less and less time every time yeah. I do it. Yeah. But yes. That's, that's good. Then I think that's healthy. Good. Every day. That made me feel better about it. That was deep. All right. <laughs> what else? Well, will anybody in this room admit to Googling themselves regularly? I bones, don't Google bo- myself. Bones. I don't Google myself. You don't? Mm-mm. I don't need to. I get enough hate anyway. What if like you do a cool article and you're like, oh, let me see if that's out. No, this is what happened to me though recently. And Amy asked if I wanted her to bring it up on the air the other day and I didn't. But I did all these interviews for Breaking Bobby Bones. It was one after the other. I probably did 300 interviews in three days. I was exhausted. And I didn't even know who I was talking to at points. And so I do this thing, and I've really not been talking about running for office lately because, like, I'm, I'm okay right now. I don't feel, I, If I get the call in, that means I feel like it's all gone to S, and I feel like I have to go do it. It's not something I want to do, but it's something I will do if I feel like I'm needed. And so I haven't been feeling that needed lately. And there, this article was like, hey, do you run for office? And I was like, well, here— I've been thinking about it much. I said that. I said, uh, I do feel like someone like me needs to run because, like, I come from struggle. Most politicians are the kids of politicians who haven't had it easy growing up or they grew up rich. And that's why they're able to run. And I said, we don't need kids of uh, rich people running. We don't need kids of other politicians running who had it easy growing up because they don't represent people that have gone through the struggle. So the reason I think I would be good in a way is that I've gone through it. Like, I know what it's like to speak for people who have had to struggle. And so the so – the, uh, Fox News picks up the article and runs it, and the headline they put out is, Bobby Bones knows exactly who he is. And I was like, well, that's a weird headline. So then people start retweeting it going, hey, good to know this guy knows exactly. So then I start to get blasted for the headline, and then I, I, I dumbly look into the comments, oh boy. and it was just brutal. And I didn't even know it was for Fox News. They just asked me the question, and I answered honestly. But um, that was a situation where I did not... Why do we talk about this? Well, because Googling I was just going to talk oh, about Google, how, yeah. um, you know, Googling your Well, own- that happened. I Googled me because I was wondering where all the hate was coming from, mm. and I found that article. Okay. 
Well, Googling your own name isn't a bad idea because you should know what other people can find out about you, especially if you're looking for a job, but that's kind of where it ends. Other people are just way into themselves, and 1 in 11 Americans Google themselves every day. Wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Mostly I Google myself when the hate is coming from a place I can't find. That's what it is. Remember, you asked me, you're like, hey, I have this story. Yeah, I know. And And I was like, nope, don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oof. All right. That's why nobody good runs for political office because anytime you do, people just attack. And you're like, why would anyone with worth a dang want to go run for office? Yeah. And put themselves through that. And put themselves through that. So if I, and I said in the article, if I never have to run for office, great. I win because I feel like we're okay. Yeah. All right. Enough. All right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this veteran, Michael Parks, wakes up every day at 3 a.m. to catch a bus to work. And he's been in this transitional housing that helps out veterans. And he's been working this job, again, waking up at 3 a.m. to take the bus. But then someone was like, golly, he really wants to transition out of this house, get his own place. If he could work more, that would be helpful. Anonymous donor gave him a car. So now he saves a bunch of time having to commute, which can help him take on extra shifts during that time and make more money. So he's going to be able to get his own place soon too. And again, the donor is anonymous. But you hate that, don't you? A whole car. I mean, I just don't, I, I, nothing, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's a good story. It's a veteran. Good, great story. Great story. Yeah. And for this guy, time is money. And, he, and now he doesn't have to commute as much and he can Maybe the person doesn't want more. the attention. Yep. Maybe they but, want to do something good without, like they don't gift. want to be in the, in the, in the but news But why do you do stuff good? Why do you do good stuff? <laughs> well, this guy, so that this guy could get, I would, get more work and then buy a house. Right, but you got to understand, if this guy put his name out there, people would be like, oh my gosh, you did such a good deed. We'll give you stuff. And then you get it like, what a- is it called? Ask uh, me that question again. Why do you do? Why, why, why do, you, do people do good stuff? Why, no, why, ask me. Why do you do good stuff? It's like, I was thinking about that as you asked that. Why do it? I think, I think we all have reasons we do things for other people. I think because so much was done for me as a kid because of people giving me food or making sure I got to church or making sure I had football cleats we couldn't afford. I think I feel like I owe it more than, I think that's generally why I do it. Why, I think I owe it because people help me. Why do you do good stuff? I feel like I I have been blessed in my life, and I, I want to be able to pass that on to other people. And I feel like there is a certain part that you just feel, it, it feels good to take care of other people, to help your neighbor, whatever that looks like. If it's like your literal neighbor or someone in another country, like there is just something about if you've have the means showing up for other people. I mean, you don't have to help someone monetarily by any means. So Lunchbox, to you, why do you do good stuff? So people will be like, oh man, that dude did something good. And they'll, they'll, they'll recognize me for it. Like you want the accolades that come with doing something good. See, yeah. we, we all have different reasons. Yeah. As long as something gets done good, who cares? Right. You know? I want that pat on the back, I guess is what you call it. You know, it. we know. We get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. We get it. Okay, Amy, that's a good story. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Got this voicemail from Tyler in Utah. Morning, studio. Hey, just listened to the podcast from yesterday. Uh, I just want to point out, Amy's bed minutes was four minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> anyway, thank you. It was four minutes and 30 wow. seconds. You must have just kept going. We must have encouraged you to keep going. Exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. on you. Yeah. I, I go over to the B-Team Facebook page, 
and they just fight for Amy's Bird Minute. They want more. They of want it? more. Really? But they like it when we like make fun of it. But they still want to hear <laughs> a little bit of it. Uh, here is a voicemail from Mary. I'm probably one of your oldest stalkers. I watch anything that you're on, and I love Caitlin. The show is great, and you don't have to worry about it. Your show's going to be a success. I love y'all. The word stalker does hit a little weird. Yes. But other than that, appreciate that. And then she started to say, I watch you. And then she finally said social media guy. On the show, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, new episodes of Breaking Bobby Bones, Sunday night, 10, 9 central. On Nat Geo, I will be a stunt person. I'll be lit on fire. It's a whole thing. Uh, here is Bobette from California. Good morning, studio. I was going to tell you as tell me something good story. My husband lives at Little Caesars. A kid couldn't pay for the pizza. His card wouldn't work. My husband stepped up. I'm going to pay for this pizza for you, young man. The guy says, thank you, walks away, gets into the BMW, and drives away. Wah, wah. Anyway, he did a good deed anyway. Bye. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't probably forgot his card. Yeah. <laughs> That's still a nice, a good, it's a good still in the, yeah, right. You lose nothing good. from that. <laughs> hey, thank you. Call us anytime. 877-77-BOBBY. It is now time for the Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Why did the little bird get in trouble at school? Why did the little bird get in trouble at school? He was caught tweeting on a test. Oh, like cheating. Oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Tweeting. Because of tw- Twitter now. Yeah. No, I get cheating, t- t- right? <laughs> Tweeting on a test. Yeah, that is a tough one. But we'll, oh, well, we'll I have accept another it. one. Oh, okay. It has nothing to do with birds. But if you don't get this right. This is one of those ones where I just need you to roll with it. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> the morning corny. Oh, boy. A cop pulled me over and said, papers. Okay. And I said, scissors and drove off. <laughs> nice. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was the morning corny. But he'd say paper. Paper rock. No, he'd right. say paper, not papers. No, pa- uh, papers. Give me your papers. Like your. Yeah, I don't know. It's funny. We struggled today a little bit. <laughs> what? All right. Chris- I have another one. <laughs> Just okay. kidding. On the phone is Jerry in Kansas City. Jerry, what's happening? Uh, not much. I uh, heard your segment with Lunchbox about uh, no, about everybody, about he's being a 10. Nobody's a 10. I, I said that as well. Nobody. No, I don't think on the scale of 1 to 10, how we give people a number, where I'd put myself at a. Honestly, like a 6.7. I think I'm right there. I'm not quite good looking. I'm right in that slightly above average looking category. And I think that's just because I keep myself in good shape. I got a pretty generic everything. Lunchbox says he is a 10. I didn't think perfect was able to be accomplished, but you do feel that way. Yeah, I mean, you say perfect can't be accomplished. If you watch diving and swimming, they get 10s all the time. Gymnastics, so there are But not ten- all the time. Re- very rarely, but okay. Are they, so there, it is able to be done and if you put me in a machine and they were like oh perfect this is what perfection would look like if they tried to make it what do you think about that jerry uh no what would you give lunchbox if you were giving him a number one through ten if you have you ever seen him before i've seen him and i've heard him and i rate him about a five that's good jerry because i'm not i'm not looking for you to rate me a 10 i'm looking for the ladies to rate me a 10 that's what matters but you're married you shouldn't have to worry about anybody else well, I mean, yes, I'm married, but I can, the women still think no, I'm a 10. No, no. You're married. You're <laughs> off the market. Yes, but people still rate me. I mean, there's a lot of people Why? that are married, but you still rate them. That's what happens. Bobby, how do you guys stay in that studio with his ego? That's brutal. Um, We kind of laugh with it a lot of times, so occasionally at it, but I, it, I've, we just 
I don't know. He's been here for how long? We're used to it. <laughs> a long, years? 17 years. Yeah. And, and, like and Jerry, people, it's an honor to be around me. People like being around me because it's like, dang, I get to be around a 10. I get to be around a star. So you would be in, you would be awestruck if you were in this studio also. Mm-hmm. No, I'd rather be uh, near Amy or Bobby. <laughs> say, hey, that's your cup of tea. That's fine. If you want to be around people that are kind of boring and, eh, you know, not so much fun, that's cool. Go over there. Jerry, I appreciate that call. I think you have you are saying what a lot of people at times feel. Um, I don't think Lunchbox is a 10. I think he's a fine-looking guy. I definitely don't think he's a 10. But he thinks he is. He still claims that when he goes to the mall or he goes to the grocery store, women try to hit on him. Absolutely. Because they just can't resist themselves. I can't resist. They see me and they're like, dang, I got to get to talking to that guy. All right, Jerry, thank you for calling. Hope you have a great day. I don't see you too. What were you going to say? What did he say before he's hanging up? I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it. Okay. I don't see it. All right, buddy. <laughs> see you later. The Friday Morning Conversation with Three Doors Down. I'm a big fan of these guys. You guys good? Yes, sir. Good. Because I'm good. You have so many number one songs, and we're going to get to some music in a second. But, Brad, when's the last time you guys actually played for people in a room? It has been quite a while since we played for some people in a room like this. And uh, it's 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 always been a little bit different to do it. But... uh. It's actually it's really cool to be sitting here doing it because it, it's fresh and it's been so long since we've done it that it's I'm kind of looking forward to it. But I was I was honestly nervous this morning when I got up to come in. Why would you get you and I know each <laughs> other at this point too, so it's not like we're meeting for the first time. But why would you be? Is it because you haven't sang in a while? It's because we haven't sang in a year, and it's probably the biggest radio show in the country. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. But listen, I'm just such a big fan, and so um, you know, you guys all coming in together. This means the world. So thank you guys for waking up early and singing. Because I know as a, as a famous rock band, you don't want to wake up early in the morning. And, <laughs> you know, it's early in the morning. So I appreciate that. So where do we start? Um, you guys, the, the record's been out now, what, 20 years? 20 years. And I did see that you guys were going to play, you know, the, the Better Life all the way through. From track one to track, how many tracks are on that record? I think 11, I believe. So, but track one is Kryptonite. And do you start off with the, the, the big song? I think we're going to. Yep. Dang, the crowd's going to be like, all right, we're ready to get warmed up. Whoa, this is the big one. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but we've done it uh, every year. We, you know, we have our Better Life Foundation, and every year we uh, play a show for that. And we actually tried this out of doing a record, and uh, we're done Away From The Sun, from right? The sun, yeah. And so we just started that record, uh, which, you know, it has Here Without You, which is another one of our big songs. And it's like, at this, I put that song on like the fourth song, fifth song on the set. But it was just so cool, and it was kind of inspired by... Uh, several years ago, we went out on tour with Aerosmith, and they and it wasn't like a re, uh, like a an anniversary for the record or anything. But they came out and they played their hits and all, but they played the entire record of Toys in the Attic, and it was so awesome. And uh, it was just it's just we done it the Better Life that year, and it was just so fun to do that it'll be fun to do this year, I think. Let me hear a clip, Raymundo, of Here Without You. How big was this song for you guys here without you? Because I heard it, I heard it and played it on the radio. It felt like every five minutes. It was a monster. That was a big song, and it was a really important song uh, for us too. Because you know, after the success of the Better Life record, which was, I mean, by the grace of God, it had it had four hits on it, which was really a blessing too. Because you know, if it if we would have only had Kryptonite, that would have been it. You know, obviously, but if it's really hard to kind of follow up a song like that and then to follow up a record, and so here without you and and when I'm going off the off the second record, really were important for kind of like launching us and on, on kind of. 
for lack of a better way of putting it, just cruise control in a way, you know? Whenever, it's been, I think two or three years ago, we, we do a big charity show, Eddie and I do, the Raging Idiots Million Dollar Show, and I was like, dang, you know it would be awesome if Brad would come out and sing Kryptonite, we play it. And then I was nervous when you showed up because I was like, oh, because we're doing like the background vocals and we're playing the guitar and we come out and it was, we played at the Ryman and it was really one of the highlights of, of what we've been able to do. So, so I, that's where we met the first time, I think. It is. It is, man. I had fun that night too. I was nervous too. <laughs> and then he wrote a check and then he's like, and then I want to give you $10,000. Yeah. And I spent, I bought a new jacket. It's awesome. Gas. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you guys mind, because we're going to talk and play music both. Do you feel like you're warm enough? Can you guys vocals warm? You good? I think Everybody so. Everybody good? Can we hear a little verse and chorus of Kryptonite? Like we go to the show, it's the first song, the crowd, we're all there, we're all naked. Wait, Absolutely. that didn't happen to shows. Okay. Uh, here's Three Doors Down and uh, Kryptonite. Well, I took a walk around the world to ease my troubled mind. I left my body lying somewhere in the sand of time And I watched the world flow to the dark side of the moon But I feel there's nothing I can do That's great. That's awesome, man. How does that feel to sing again with people watching and clapping? Feels good. Yeah, it feels good for us, too. We like to clap. Sitting here trying not to sweat. How did that, that song, if, if I'm familiar here, like that song kind of became a hit locally first and kind of spread that way? It did. It did, man. Um, it, uh, our local radio station down in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, played the song for us, and um, after just after playing locally and like like you said and and begging them to play the song and going on the radio station and playing on the local on the ro- local uh, show that they had once a month there and it just really kind of happened to us like a story you know and I and we were naive when it was all happening and we didn't realize that that's not how it ha- really happened you know so it really kind of happened to us like it happens on TV you know and by the grace of God it all came together, man, and it was it it it, it just makes a really good story more so than than how it actually comes together sometimes, and and uh, we're just really thankful to be have all been a part of it. The tour was announced. You guys can get tickets at threedoorsdown.com. I mean, you're everywhere. I was going to read some cities, but you have like 150 million cities here. <laughs> everywhere. You're going back on the road. Is that exciting to go do band, full band shows? I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. It's been a long time. Brad, how how the band stay together? How's this still happening? You know. Man, we just uh, our fans. Our fans have been so good to us, and they have encouraged us along the way. God's been good to us. He's kept us, kept us going, and uh, you know we've been through a lot over the years. But you just, I mean, you know, 
it, it really is. It's, it's the fans, man. You, you hear how much your music means to people and little encouraging notes on whether it's Instagram or Facebook or some, somebody you walk by in the store every day, man. It, I don't think people realize how much it means to you and how much those little pats on the back just keep you moving forward. Do people come up to you now and be like, hey, you're the guy from, I don't, I'm not sure if it's Creed or Three Doors Down or Lit. They ever they, do that? They can't. Hey, man, I get Three Days Grace all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, that's three. You yeah, know? Three Days Grace. Yeah, they're, I, they're a little harder. Yeah. But, yeah, dang. Sometimes I get Third Eye Blind. You get yeah, th- yeah, oh, Third Eye yeah, Blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. So, go with it at that point. <laughs> Kryptonite comes out. It's a massive hit. It's, it's played at rock radio. It's played at pop radio. It's everywhere. At what point do you start to feel like, Wow, like we're being played everywhere, and I can actually feel it as as you're living your normal life. When I think that we seen, I think I seen how far it was our first trip to Europe, and uh, our first show, our first real show in Europe was a little club in Finland, and uh, and we've not even been to Finland that many times, but it was our first show over there. And Matt and I were walking up to the uh, door of this club and four or five hundred seat uh, venue. And it was at 3 o'clock in the daytime, and it was snowy and kind of, I forgot if it was like snowy or drizzling rain or something. Anyway, it was pretty inhospitable weather, and there was three or four little girls standing in front of the club wanting an autograph. And we just walked down there in the middle of the day to kind of check the place out, and just like we were in Finland. And they, were, and they didn't even hardly speak English, and I was like, they're waiting on us in Finland in this show. You know, it was just three or four, well, like three or four hundred, but it was just showed you just how far that like your music has reached all the way over here and to a place that you never even thought you'd come. Did they ever try to like flash you guys up and put you in fancy jackets and like guys we need more of a like a like a we need a flashy sparkling for a second for a second they did and they just realized that like, that just did not it just <laughs> that that shirt and that voice just don't look right together they just it just you know, those Mississippi boys. yeah they well they sent us to like media class to teach us how to even kind of do an interview and I don't think I paid attention in that class any more than I did any other class but uh it I mean it helped and I mean they tried to make us or tried to help us not talk quite so. I mean, like this, you know. Like, but. Like, and I did the same thing when I got into doing like radio and television. They were like, "Hey, you're from Arkansas. Your accent's too thick." And so I went to a speech pathologist and tried to learn. And at this point, I've kind of re-embraced what I stopped doing for a while. Mm-hmm. But it was the same thing. They were like, "You can't go work in a lot of places if you sound like a hillbilly." I know, I know, man. It, it's it really was like that. And um, it was. I don't know. I, what would they tell you in these classes? Like they would go, "All right, Brad, uh, Mr. Doors down, come on in." Um, say, because for me it was G's. Because instead of going, you know, fishing, I would be like, "We're going fishing," and they would go, "Well, no, you, first of all, you have to add G's to all your words because yes. you're, you're eliminating somehow." And eyes for me because I is how I've been now trained to say it, but as eyes. Yes, you know, yeah. it was me like too. I got hit in the I got hit in the eye, you know. <laughs> Instead of I got hit in the eye, and they were like, "Well, if you say ah, people people aren't going to like you because you're going to sound like you're from Arkansas." Yep. And so I imagine they probably did that same stuff to you. They did, and you know, but you know what was so cool about it was as you get out and uh, and you meet people in like the real world out on out on tour is everybody like just. It's a southern ab- accent is like disarming to people or something. They it's like they don't they don't take you. It ain't that they look at you like you're stupid or anything. It's like they look at you kind of like, oh, he got to be he got to be decent. Listen to him, and so you know it. it so kind of like it is a little bit disarming to people. So I kind of embraced it also, and I'm like, well, I mean, people like it, <laughs> you know. Three Doors Down, they're in studio now. They're going back out on tour. You guys can get tickets at threedoorsdown.com. 
It says 717. Let me do the thumbs. January, February, March, April, May, June. July 17th is the first show back. And you guys will be in Huber Heights, Ohio, Corbin, Kentucky, New Orleans, Orange Beach, Alabama, uh, Pelham, Alabama. So a lot of our listeners now are going to get to see you guys, you know, on, on tour. Whenever you had Kryptonite and it hits, do you have that feeling like, oh, man, we have to have a second song so we don't end up like Chumbawamba, like a, like a one-hit wonder? Was that, a, was that a fear in the group? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, it was, we, we were so thankful that Loser done good. And not only that it done good, but that it done good at rock radio. Because at the time, you know, you, did, you want to be a rock band, but, uh, you know, Kryptonite was such a big hit at not just rock, but at Top 40. And if you went over to the top 40 too much, then rock wouldn't play anymore. Mm-hmm. So we needed to definitely keep our roots in rock. And Loser became a hit at rock. And it was a it was number one at rock radio for months. I think it was like four or five months or something. It was it was for a long time. Man, I love and, uh, Loser. That was that opening of Loser. Just It's strong. Thank you, man. That was a bit. Would you guys, would you guys play that acoustically? Do you guys Absolutely. do Loser? Okay, Three Doors Downer here. This was a number one at rock for a long time. Here is Loser. seems to fill this place I need this every time So take your lies, get off my case Someday I will find A love that flows through me like this And this won't fall away And this won't fall away You're getting closer To pushing me off of a life's little edge I'm a loser And sooner or later You know I'll be dead You're getting closer You're holding the rope And I'm taking the fall Cause I'm a loser well, I'm a loser Yeah Come on, man That's Woo! awesome I love it Okay, three doors down, Terry I'm, when you come, We're gonna come back in a second I'm going to ask for when I'm gone. So just know, have your little guitars tuned. Get you ready, because I'm going to ask for that in a second. Uh, we're going to come back with Three Doors Down. I'll say it again. Go to threedoorsdown.com, the Better Life 20th anniversary. They have so many dates on this tour. You guys, as you can as you can hear, they still have it. Brad still has it. Sometimes artists come in and are like, I'm, I'm going to go back and play the record. And I'm like, well, sing for me. They're like, oh, no. And we're like, oh, no. You got it. You guys got Thank it. You, That's baby. awesome. <laughs> The Friday Morning Conversation with Three Doors Down. Super pumped. These guys are in the studio. We're going to play a couple songs coming up in a second. Hey, Brad, you know, we, we, we did this thing where I think we, we celebrated the record. And, you know, us three, we went and we, we talked for a while and talked about the history of Three Doors Down. And then all of a sudden, a copy of The Better Life on vinyl showed up at my house. Did you sneak into my house and leave it there? Because I have no idea how it got in my house. <laughs> Blame it on JP. Okay, somehow that record, it had a whole long note on it. And I was like... I didn't let anyone in the door, and it's somehow in the house. But I got to imagine it's crazy. You're still in the grocery store, and you hear one of your songs. Like, that's got to be a weird thing, right? It really is. Like, you're shopping for fish sticks, and all of a sudden you hear, I'm here without you, baby! It, it was like two weeks ago. Really? And I, and I can hear it. I can hear just like a little note of it, and I'll know it's that. And I'll, I tell Jen, this, my wife, and stop. And she'll be like, and she just rolls her eyes and walks off. <laughs> what kind of singing training did you have as a kid when you started the band? 
Um, I didn't. I grew. I was the youngest of seven kids, and I grew up in Assembly of God Church. And and you know, in Assembly of God, they sing a lot. And I never sang up in front of the church, but I just grew up. It was never out of place in my house to be loud, you know, because I mean, my family is, is a pretty loud bunch, and none of them would argue that. Um, and so it was never. I was never bashful or anything. So I just kind of grew up singing and, and um and loved eighties hair metal. And uh, all the 80s bands, and then I love like 90s country. And me and my friends, we would ride around the neighborhood, and I had a little Mazda Sundowner truck that my daddy gave me when I was like 13. I just couldn't leave the neighborhood. So we'd ride that truck around, and, and we would just sing and sing and sing and sing. And I, I guess that's where I learned how to sing. Would anyone tell you, hey, Brad, you're pretty good. Like, you should try to sing. How did you start to get the affirmation to know, yeah, I should try to do this? Well, we didn't have a singer in the band. It was just three of us just jamming, and I mean... We didn't even have a – there was nobody really even thought about two singing. I was like, well, I'll try it. And I didn't – I mean, I was not confident at all. And um, and our, our Todd, our bass player, his girlfriend and one of her friends would be sitting there sometimes listening to us saying, Man, well, Brad, you sound good. And I, I think them telling me that gave me more encouragement to finally, like, stop looking at the wall while I was singing and kind of turn around and be like – all right, I can do it, you know, and and all my friends were, you know, I never had any friends that, like, picked on me about it. All my friends, and even, like, a little southern small hometown, uh, they were all really encouraging about it, and that helped me more than anything. How'd you have those friends? That's yeah. the opposite. <laughs> I know, man. I know. They beat me up, told me I was a loser the whole time. That's why I like loser when you, because I'm a loser. <laughs> uh, three Doors Down, it's, they're here. What, tell me about the name. What, how did Three Doors Down, the name, come about? It was, uh, it really doesn't mean anything significant. It was just, we were kind of searching for a name, and we had a gig coming up like that night or either the night after uh, this little trip we took down to, to Gulf Shores, and being from South Mississippi, we just, the little town you go through going down there is just full of little fruit stands, and, and uh, some in the same buildings, and one of the uh, fruit stands had moved a couple of parcels down in the same building. They had put up some tack-on letters that said, your business moves so many uh, doors down, and some of them had even kind of fallen off, and at the time, there was three of us, and we just kind of mailed it together, and, and uh Used it the next night at the party and just figured, well, it's it's cemented now. He can't change it. Did anyone ever have conspiracy theories about what the like crazy theories? Like three doors down is actually the sign of the beast. And I've heard some doozies. Really, I would imagine because it's so like I never knew what it meant, and you're like, well, I bet it means something like deep or yeah. something like they're up to something. Uh-huh. I'm sure you heard people all kinds of weird theories about the name, huh? Uh, absolutely. And I mean, I, I can't really name them like one off the top of my head, but people have asked me, it's like, well, it has to be like, it means like such and such or somebody. Somebody lived three doors down and you murdered them. Yeah, yes. that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. Uh, three doors down are here right now. They have their guitars. They were so gracious to come in and play some songs. Okay, so I've got two requests. Will you do When I'm Gone? This is my first request here. Absolutely. Tell me, what, tell me about this song. Bro. Like when, you, when you think about back in the day when you know, it's written and you started recording it, like what comes to mind? Uh, when I'm Gone is actually the only song that we've ever written on tour. We've never, we've always, before Incense, always had the big dream of getting out on tour. And man, we're just going to really hustle this time. We're going to play shows at nighttime. We're going to get on the bus and write during the day. And it absolutely never happens. And we we wrote When I'm Gone on on the stage one day at Soundcheck. And and they had had, y'all had been playing the music around for a little bit. And I guess uh, we don't always write lyrics and, and melody or uh, music at the same time. And sometimes they're written as completely different ideas that wind up together. And um, and that's kind of how those that idea was. And we were on stage at Soundcheck one day and put it together. And uh, I remember somebody uh, standing there thinking, like, saying that, man, that's a good song. And uh, 
And it also, once we got it, it gave us some confidence. It was it was really cool to have that song and play it a little bit on the Better Life tour, even though it was on the way from the Sun record, because we knew we had one in our pocket that was a good song going into that recording process. And I think it took a lot of the anxiety out of that recording process, which allowed us to kind of open up and, and write the songs that we did for that second record. Dang. All right, here we go. Here is Three Doors Down with When I'm Gone. There's another world inside of me that you may never see And there are secrets in this life that I can't hide And somewhere in this darkness there's a light that I can't find Well maybe it's too far away Maybe I'm just blind Maybe I'm just blind <clears throat> So hold me when I'm here Around me when I'm wrong Hold me when I'm scared And love me when I'm gone Everything I am And everything in me Wants to be the one you wanted me to be I'll never let you down Even if I could I give up everything If only for your good So hold me when I'm here Around me when I'm wrong You can hold me when I'm scared You won't always be there So love me when I'm gone Just love me when I'm gone Come on, three doors down So good Chris, you know, whenever we talk about these songs, I mean, you wrote a lot of these songs, too, almost all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, here you are, the quiet guy playing the guitar, knowing I'm making mailbox monies, you know, writing these songs with Brad. I mean, it's got to feel pretty good for these things to last so long, right? It really does. Um, I was talking to my wife the other day about it. I was like, you know, with COVID and everything, sitting home for two years, like, we're living off what we did 20 years ago. It's just really a blessing. Really is. The checks still actually come in the mail, or now they just going right no. to the no, not <laughs> <laughs> email. Are you guys still making money though? Are they is it like streams? Are you still you still getting a little bit here and there? Oh, I do man, especially especially off like songs like Here Without You and stuff. And I mean, you know that song a couple of years ago, and you know, like that song came out in two thousand three or whatever, two thousand four or five or something. Two thousand three, two thousand three, mm-hmm. but like. In 2009 or whatever, uh, Universal took all their music off YouTube and put it all back. So Kryptonite and Here Without You essentially got put back on the same day. And um, from that date, like 11 years ago, for a 17-year-old song, that song has got like 640 million views on YouTube. And it, it still gets like a million views a week. Is it? Do, do people keep putting it in movies and stuff too? And when I say the grocery store, like that's where you want to be. It's kind of everywhere at that point. I gotta assume like, and it's weird because you started off as a rock band, and now like I'll flip on the hot AC station, and it's like another light one from three doors down, <laughs> with the, and you're like, dang, how stuff is transition? But that's where that's how you're getting paid still. Absolutely. Like a rom com will put three doors down in. I'm here without you, baby, and you're like, all right, well, I never expected that love scene for this, but that's got to be cool too, right? It really is, man. It really is, you know. And and whereas last year, you know, we weren't able to go out and play shows, people were at home streaming some music, yes. you know, and and uh, and that really, you know, as as the transition of the music industry has happened, and where there's really not record sales anymore, artists are, you know, that's where the artists get paid is off streaming music. 
in different ways. And and uh, I don't I don't know if, if kids and, and people realize what a blessing they were to artists last year being at home streaming all that music. I want to ask before we play one more song here because and let me say this again: twenty year anniversary of the Better Life. Playing the whole thing. I'm not wrong here. You're playing it from top to bottom. Top to bottom. And I want to get into Be Like That, which I believe you two wrote together. Mm-hmm. Just you two, you're in a room, you write this song. This is, you know, one of the the, the middle tracks here. When you write Be Like That, because am I wrong? Was it on the American Pie soundtrack too? It well, was. American Pie 2. Yeah. I, do, I remember <laughs> that thing coming, and the song is also over there, and I'm like, this is crazy. And it was in the movie and so that song became, again, such a hit. Do you ever go, can you believe us two just sat there and wrote that song? I, man, I think that. Like two I, minutes. I, I, oh, I, it, was, it was that quick. It was one of those quick ones. I think that all the time. I have felt guilty before about like, man, it's like I know people try like so. And it, I mean, we're not overly talented dudes. We're just playing all the And But I mean. I mean, when I say like God blessed us with some with some songs, He really like has because like I was sitting wonder why like so why didn't somebody else write some of those songs? You know, because they just it weren't that they were like great. They just man they connected with people, and I, I guess to just do it in the simplicity of it. Um, but you know, and I've I stood on stage and sang "Be Like That" a many a night, thinking that I'm singing what this song I'm I'm living what this song is about. I'm like I'm actually getting to live a song that I that I that I wrote about, you know? Here is Be Like That from Three Doors Down. He spends his nights in California Watching the stars on the big screen And then he lies awake and he wonders So why can't that be me? Cause in his life he's filled with all these good intentions He's left a lot of things he'd rather not mention right now And just before he says goodnight He looks up with a little smile at me And he says, if I could be like that Well, I would give anything And just to live one day In those shoes If I could be like that what would I do? What would I do? Yeah. Three doors down, they're here, they're killing it. That's awesome, guys. This has been so much fun for me. Brett, I saw a picture of you with Scott Stapp from Creed. Yeah. I, and was it here in town? It was. I didn't know he lived here. He does, man. He lives out in, out in, out in Franklin. I've tried to get him on the show. He won't even respond. He won't even come on the show. Come on. Is he not, not, does he not like me? Man, you know what? That's the first time I've talked to Scott in a long time. Is that right? He, that, Creed was the first band to ever take us out on tour. And we, per se, have, like, you know, a couple of times over the years, like people like Aerosmith and ZZ Top, we've gone and played uh, several shows with. But we've never opened for a band. And Creed was the only band that we've ever opened for. They were the first band to take us out on tour. And, uh, you know, that was back in, like, in the day. And, um, 
And me and Scott just somehow, we got to talking on Instagram. And uh, I said, man, and he said, I live over in Franklin. I was like, man, I live in Murfreesboro. And uh, he, I said, hit me up. Ever, his his uh, son was playing ball down the road from my house. and went down there and talked to him. And, and then uh, my wife and I went out and eat with him and his wife the other night. Man, and it was it's, it's good to see Scott, man. He's doing great, and he's a, he's a great dude, man. Put a good word in for me. I sure will. Because I like the guy. And man, I was like, I, I want to I talk with him, hang out, want to hear stories. And so, and I was like, I saw a picture with Brad with them. That's my end. Because we have a Mount Rushmore of guests we've tried to book on the show. It's a weird, it's a weird list. Mm-hmm. But it's Scott Stapp, Hulk Hogan, Vanessa Carlton, and Post Malone. And we, we, don't ha- we can't get those four. And so you can help us actually take one of the names off the Mount Absolutely, Rushmore. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Listen, they didn't come in here for their own health. They came in here because they have a new tour. It is the Better Life 20th Anniversary Tour, Three Doors Down. They are all over. the. If you have a city, they're probably in it. I'm looking at it here. Go to threedoorsdown.com, or you can go to the Three Doors Down Instagram page. All the dates are listed there. Man, guys, you just so great. So first of all, if I was wearing a hat, I'd tip it to you because you still have it. I'm such a big fan, and for me, this has been a thrill. So thank you, guys. Thank you for having us today, man. Thank you. And that is it. And you guys go to the show. Cause I, are you guys coming here? Okay. If I'm in town, I'm going to this show. Heck yeah, man. And by going to the show, I mean I'm singing all the songs on stage with a microphone. You <laughs> just don't on. know that yet. Yeah. Bring it. All right, there they are. Three doors yeah. down, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, Bobby. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Matt Jenkins had been ignoring the bump on the back of his head for a few years. He says he first noticed it when he hit his head after fainting, and it grew from the size of a marble to a tennis ball. Think about that, a bump. It continues to grow. It's a tennis ball size. But eventually, he listened to a girl he was dating who was a nurse. Melanie Miller felt the bump and said, hey, you need to get an MRI and find out what that is. The next day he did, and doctors told him he had been ignoring a brain tumor that started to come through his skull. The tumor was benign. He was out of the hospital four days later with a new lease on life. That romance, his girlfriend, didn't work out, but he credits her to being his saving grace. Here's a clip of him talking about her. She's my saving grace. She really was the person in my life that... Helped me acknowledge and realize this before it was too late. It's tough to break up with her when she does that. Oh, yeah, though, huh? I mean, sure. that's a, I mean, that's the situation. You kind of owe her a couple. Uh-huh. But good for her, the fact that she was a nurse. Yeah. And it's like, hey, sometimes, I'll tell you this about me, you just got to get, get kicked in the butt and go to the doctor. Like, I need to go to the dentist right now. And Caitlin's like kicking me in the butt, like, go to the dentist. I don't like going to the dentist. It hurts. I'll be honest with you. I don't like it. It don't make me feel good in my mouth. And so but I have a back tooth that... I grind my teeth so bad when I sleep that I know this has just been grinded to where it's starting to like have tiny splits in it. Yeah, that's why you need to wear a mouth guard. Do I, I don't need a lecture here, okay? Well, talk to your dentist about it hey. when you go. Hey, thank you for telling me that. You're, You're right. All right, that that's a good story, though, of her looking out for him. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go to Brandon, who is listening in Ohio right now. Hey, Brandon, what's happening? Hey, good morning, studio. How are you all feeling? We're feeling pretty good. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh-huh, I'm feeling good. Hey, that's yeah. pretty close. That's pretty close. <laughs> kind of got got yeah, 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 wasn't exactly it, but we, we applaud yeah. that effort. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, what I would normally do is go, uh, hey, Amy, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, uh-huh. But that's pretty good, Brandon. All right, what, what do you want to say, Brandon? Hey, man, I just wanted to tell you, Bobby, that, you know, I'm proud of you, and you're an inspiration to people, and that you shouldn't worry about so much the negativity that people may give to you on the internet or wherever. You know, uh, I've always outcomes from sort of the same situation. I grew I grew up rough, 
And it seems like every time I got punched in the mouth, I was able to get right back up. So I think it's just a, I think it's just an inspiration. Well, I appreciate and that. I think I thank you so much for what you do. Well, that's very kind of you, Brandon. Where do you live in Ohio? In Canton. Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's right. Look at that. Yep. I know where he is. I may come visit him. <laughs> have a little dinner. What do you think you'll have for dinner tonight, Brandon? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm hoping steak and taters. Wait, how are you going to – is somebody going to cook that for you, or do you go home and cook that? Hey, my wife takes good care of me. Dang. Stop. <laughs> Should I get some steak and That's taters? That's that's what I said. Things usually work out pretty good for me. If I <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate that call, Brandon. One, that's very kind of you. And two, you're my kind of guy. I appreciate that. Have a great weekend, bud. Hey, you too. All right. There he is, Brandon. <laughs> hey, more kids, and, and this makes sense, and we'd mentioned this briefly before, but more kids are being named Karen than ever before. You got to think if you name your kid, your baby Karen at this point, it's just because your grandmother or great-grandmother was named Karen and you're passing it down. I don't see many people choosing Karen hmm. like, okay, we got to think of a name that really fits. <sighs> well, Karen. Mm. Right now, yeah. I don't, that's not a name people are choosing because of the negative connotation with the word. Right. It would also stink to be named Karen as a 30-year-old. Right now, yeah. Mm. It would also stink to be named Alexis as a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes you just can't help when you name something and then something comes in behind you and takes over. I know a couple people that have kids named Alexis. And they were named before Alexa. Sorry, yeah. I guess it would be Alexa. Right. Even yeah. Alexis, though, is going to set off everything in the house. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Karen from Karen Fairchild and Little Big Dom was on my podcast talking True. about that. I don't even think of her yeah. as a Karen. No, she said that there was a, a instance with her son where she was almost he was like embarrassed that his mom's name was Karen. She was talking about it. That stinks. <laughs> but I don't, I guess when I say her name, I don't think of that as the same Karen. Yeah, because she's not a Karen. And I know. When she said it, I was like, whoa, I've been I've been sitting here with you for 30 minutes and never crossed my mind. <laughs> like, you have to deal with that. But she's someone that, yeah, has had to deal with the Karen backlash. I was in St. Louis yesterday for the day. Left uh, the radio show, flew up. And I have, for the last three years, worked with Purina Dog Chow on their Service Dog Salute campaign. And what I do is I go up and I work with vets and we're shooting a documentary right now and I'm helping produce a little bit too. That's all about showing how these service dogs are basically medicine for vets who come back with PTSD and how, and you know, they'll pass different laws to have different medicine covered, but they don't pass for service dogs. And these vets need, the problem is they're $20,000 each, right? Because these dogs, they go through training, they have to go. um, Yeah, there's a lot. It's right. It's a substantial amount of money. And so if it's not for people like either Dog Chow or us on the show or people, you know, donating, these our, our vets don't get this dog that helps them with their life. And so that's what I was doing yesterday and met some listeners. We we're just walking down the road. We had some time to kill before we went to the airport. Listeners would be like, uh. What are you doing here? Yeah, that was it. They would be like, uh. They, they would like point for a second and be confused. Mm-hmm. They're like, is, uh, it, are you? But mostly it's Caitlin now that wraps back around to me because they're like, Oh, you that that you are him because she's with you. That confirmation. Yeah. Yes. We were on the, the flight yesterday flying up there, and I'm sitting on the inside on the window seat, and Caitlin's in the middle seat, and there were there were like, you know, 20 people on the entire flight. It was a Southwest flight up to St. Louis. And the flight attendant comes and sits down next to Caitlin while I'm asleep and goes, Hey, how's it going? And she's half asleep. She's like, huh? And she thinks something's wrong at first. 
She's like, what's up? She goes, oh, we just recognized you guys and wanted to come and say hi. And give me, and, and Caitlin's still new to this world. And she's like, hi, what's happening? Like, what, what do I, she was like, what do I do? And I was like, just do what you normally do. Just be nice. But I heard it happening. So I just still faked sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you totally do that. I was just of like, of course. Oh. Classic you. Yeah, I, I was just I was having a nap right then. You missed the whole thing. But we were uh, in St. Louis. and you started I started snoring harder. I can't wait to, to <laughs> share the, the kind of the story about the service dogs. It's just my third year. I'm telling you. You know, one of the things, too, people, and I'm not even focused on it right now, but if I, you know, was in any sort of office, I would make this a priority to make sure that our vets get the resources they need because they don't get them right now. They go over and they serve us and they do what they do so we can do what we do and a lot of times they come back and they get diddly squat, or at least very little. And so I was able to work with a guy named Andy who was 31, who had who had worked in Haiti after the earthquake, went over with the military. Mm-hmm. And another guy who was in the Middle East and as a Marine, and it was just great. It's just it's great, and we like to do as much as we can on this show for it uh, for our military too. So what we're going to do next week is we all, we we have a hero every single year that's been through something traumatic, and we basically build them a house. And so, do you have the information over there about, about him? Yeah. I, Army Sergeant uh, Majetic, he was serving over in the Middle East when he hit an IED. And then gunfire took out. I mean, he lost um, uh, arm, fingers, part of his intestines, his nose, his ears, severe burns, all kinds of things. And uh, he served for 20 years. Wow. Um, and then that happened. So, we're trying to, yeah, build a home for him and his wife through Building Homes for Heroes, but we're able to do it through our patriotic Pimp and Joy line, which every year we do this for a veteran and we put out something new that's red, white, and blue that you can wear proudly come 4th of July. And that's why we do it in uh, this time of year. And we don't keep a single red penny. No, nothing. From Pimp and Joy. So next Wednesday, do we have a time yet? Yes, it's 7. You tell me. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I had a long talk. She was like, what time do you want to put them on? I was like, you tell me. It'll be next Wednesday, so be ready. It's 8.30, 7.30 Central. Okay, 8.30, 7.30 Central. We will put this line up. BobbyBones.com. It is limited, but all the money that we make from this goes to building our hero a home, one that's specially built for him. Yeah, because he's obviously, his whole life changed after this incident. I think he's had 80 surgeries to date to like help wow. just get him put back together as best as possible. And he's very deserving, amazing veteran that did a lot for our country. Has, I think, joined the Army in 1988, so served for a really long time. And wasn't something even, I wasn't even born then. We can do. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you right. were. What, what? But just, yeah, be ready on Wednesday because it is a cool thing. And then when you come 4th of July, when you put on your patriotic pimp and joy, you can feel proud and, and know that the item you're wearing literally helped build a veteran, a house. It's, it's great stuff, too. If, you, if you've been with the show a long time, you know that. But boom, next Wednesday at 8.30, 7.30 Central, we will put this line up. Yeah. And yeah. then just for, you said for people that have been here a long time, they may know. But if you happen to be a new listener joining us, Pimp and Joy is just about spreading joy to others mainly. And then also choosing joy for yourself. It started with my mom's cancer battle. But we have so many listeners that have gone through adversity or cancer and they've worn their pimp and joy to treatments and it just gives them a little extra strength because they know that they're not alone. 
Yeah, and all our Canadian listeners, you rock too. Yeah, you can wear it <laughs> oh, too. Oh, yeah, you guys. That's right. <laughs> it's fine. And we have stuff that's not red, white, and blue. So all our we Canadian do. listeners, we wrap our arms around you too. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Belly what? to belly hug. What are the colors? Red and white? Yeah, we yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, just, just erase the blue. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. And there, we had a, like, a, several years ago, we did a red, white, and blue Pimp and Joy hat that's custom made, and we sold out, and we're bringing that back this year. So that's exciting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next Wednesday that'll happen. Hey, just so you guys know, we're going to do a segment next week. We got a couple. One, we're going to eat the cicadas. Mm. A chocolate-covered oh. cicada. Yeah, Monday or Tuesday. We feel like they'll be in before Monday, but if not, it'll be Tuesday, so I'm teasing for Monday. Like, listen up. Uh, 7.30, chocolate-covered <laughs> cicadas. Uh, but, so we're, we're trying to get those for Monday. Uh, another thing we're going to do is the Hobby Challenge where each of us take a hobby that we like, okay. something that's fun for us, we put it in a hat, we draw out another hobby, and we got to give it three three shots. That's right. <laughs> because oh. Amy's doing birds oh, wow. all day, all air day, and so here we are, like, okay, but she's like, if you just try it, you'll like it. Whoever so, draws me, I will give you a feeder and some bird seed and then and a bird collar. We'll I like be good this. to go. So that we'll do the hobby challenge next week too. So it's pretty good. I like, feel like we get some good shows next week. The cicadas, though, I did read a story that said if you're allergic to seafood or shellfish, don't eat a cicada. What? Mm-hmm. It's a, sel- a shellfish? Because it's the same. It has whatever the... Similar properties. Morgan, oh. did you back out of this? Yeah, I did. Because- well, it just, I, I've i never had any kind of meat, and insect is still like meat, so... The FDA issued a warning for people with a shellfish allergy, don't eat cicadas. Turns out the agency warns that noisy insects share a family relation to shrimp and lobsters. Hmm. That's the noisy insect. So, but more, you're out anyway. Yes. Moral yes. reasons. Moral reasons. I've also never had seafood, so I think I have a natural allergy to that too. So, first time anyone's pulled out of a bit on the show for moral reasons. Oh wow, is that right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think right. No, I don't think anyone else has ever pulled out for moral reasons. Um, let's talk to Alexa in Indiana. We're just talking about people named Alexa and how they were named this before Alexa came out and their life has to be like, what? Alexa, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing pretty good. What's it like being named Alexa? Okay, so my name's actually Alexis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, so it's similar. Cool. Yeah. So (laughs) that was the whole point of me calling in is when I tell people my name, they think it's Alexa, so then they'll call me Alexa. Um, and whenever I'm around one of the Alexa systems, every time someone says my name, it'll like pick up on it. Even um, Abby, our phone screener, thought her name was Alexa and put uh, it in as Alexa. That's ironic. Yes. Okay. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Alexis, thank you for your call. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. There you go. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. How hard are you going to go at Mike D's wedding? Hard? Hard. I'm serious. Hard. Hard. Yeah, I, man, I've been Why? in the stage of my life because a celebration needs to be celebrated right. Oh, okay. Like, we don't celebrate the things enough. Like, birthdays are like, oh, it's my 40th birthday, blah, blah, blah. This is a big deal for Mike D. So if he's going to go hard, his family's going to go hard, and we're going to be there, I'm going hard with him. Mike D gets married tomorrow night, so we're all flying to Texas. And I just wonder how, like, Morgan, how hard are you going to go at Mike D's wedding? Well, I've already agreed to take tequila shots with his family, so I'm I'm yeah. going down. <laughs> is this going to be sloppy, or is this gonna, is it, it's not going to be reckless, right? No, I'm I'm never sloppy when I'm drunk. You only you most of the time people don't know when I'm really drunk. I'm the only one that knows it. Ray? Pretty good at holding it in. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to repeat myself from four years ago when I went to Lunchbox's wedding in Austin. I mean, everything Ooh. just seems right. Why not go hard again Wait. in Austin, Texas? Okay, and to but- recap that, Ray missed the ceremony mm. and showed up to the reception totally... Just blasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think his fiance or wife now is feeding him. Yeah, she had at, the, yes. at the reception. Like, yeah. like he's a baby. Your girlfriend at the time was feeding you food. Hey, my wife will be ready to do it again this year. Let's go! <laughs> Are you guys all staying near the venue? Yes, I am. Morgan, you're not? No, I'm staying in Austin. So you're going to drive? Well, well yeah. Um, Hillary is our DD for the wedding, and then we plan to come back and potentially go out in Austin oh after my. the wedding. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, boy. Are you going to go hard, Bones? I don't know. No. 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't go okay. hard. I don't, I don't drink. <laughs> I might dance. Oh, that's going hard. For oh, yeah. me, that would be going hard. Cake? No. Lots of cake. I don't think so. I'm on. I'm on Operation No, no <sighs> Cake. You know what I had last night? It was pretty good. I had some uh, chickpeas. What? Uh, and honey roasted chickpeas. Chocolate Yum. covered? No, honey roasted Why? chickpeas. It's Operation. <laughs> feel, look good, weight? feel good. Okay. Not just losing weight. Look good, feel good. Right, Amy? That, yeah. If you yeah. look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you you play good. If yeah. you play good, they pay you good. Pay good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something right. like that. I'm not trying to get paid. I'm just trying to feel. <laughs> <laughs> This story comes to us from Martinez, California. Some teenagers caused a two-alarm fire when they were playing with flaming tennis balls. They found some old (laughs) tennis balls. They were lighting them on fire and hitting them back and forth. Sounds kind of fun. I'm not above that. Me either, and I (laughs) laugh because, yes, it's dumb, but at one time I would have been this dumb. <laughs> and it does sound like it would have been fun to watch. What happened? Did somebody overhit it? Yeah, they overhit it, went into some vegetation, caught, oh, one, no. caught one house on fire, oh, a no. few cars, Jeez. Okay, yeah, and 9,000 people without power. Oh, oh wow. Okay, so, it's not fun yeah, anymore. don't do it, kids. Well, here's the thing. I still am not better than that. I think if I were in a tennis court. <laughs> like in a contained with yeah. a fence? And it was nighttime. That oh, that fun. would look cool at night. And it was all dark around, no like, like light up golf. I've seen people do that on the internet. I've oh, yeah, glow golf. Yeah, or laser tag. <laughs> <laughs> all, all those fun things. Wow. Yeah. How old were the kids? They were teenagers. They were arrested, no charges, and released to their parents. They wow. should have. They should do a lot of community service. They should have to. I mean, it's tough. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. All right, let's go. Flashback Friday. The year is 2004. Here we go. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song is Tim McGraw, Live Like You Were Dying. I went skydiving, I went Rocky Mountain climbing, I went two points. What year is this? 2004. Okay, man. Yeah, I know. I haven't said that in like 20 seconds, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> he missed that. The biggest pop song is Usher, Confessions Part 2. And the biggest thing of pop culture, the first episode of Jeopardy featuring Ken Jennings aired. Again, this is 2004. He won $37,000 that night. Then he won 73 more shows in a row. Crazy. And more than $2.5 million. <laughs> I feel like the person that beat Ken Jennings isn't popular enough. I don't know who that is. We should know. <laughs> exactly. No one knows who he is. No one knows who that is. Like, who was finally able to take down Ken Jennings? That's probably a trivia question somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's what's up. We're headed to Mike D's wedding. He will be married tomorrow. Here's the thing. It's going to rain. It is. You saw the forecast. It's been going to rain. Well, they were working on the... Yeah, Yeah, they have a contingency plan. Yeah. But you never want to see that. No. It's like like the ironic song. Yeah. It's like, rain. But is that irony or just bad bad luck? (laughs) I don't know if that's irony. That's a good point. But 
maybe it's good luck. You know, people mm, say that about their wedding, but they only say that because it sucks and they need something to say. <laughs> They're trying to be positive yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll just uh, change it and say it's good luck. It is going to be. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. We can just change it and say rain on your wedding day is good luck. Okay. Well, that's what they do say. Oh, I thought it was bad luck. No, they always say it's good luck. And I say people just say that because it sucks. There's nothing else to say. Oh, I missed that. I thought Eddie <laughs> said bad luck. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, we're going to go. We're scrambled. We will see you uh, Monday. Bobby Bone Show. You guys have a good weekend. <laughs> 